this is Kathy Krueger. And this is Sarah O'Connell. Welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, sponsored by Local Rotarians, your friends dedicated to service. Each week we chat with your neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world, people sharing ways to improve your life. Our guest today is Eliza Bozenski, and she is the director of the Anderson Foundation for Autism, and she will be speaking to us about autism supportive environments. And that's very interesting, yes. autism and uh, supportive environments. So let's just get right to it. First of all, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good morning. And I understand you have a show um, with if on this station or an affiliated stations. I'm not sure. Yes. Is that right? Can yes. we give an, a, a shameless plug? Let's just do it. Oh, I'm all about shameless. Okay, oh, do it. Do it. Uh, do it. The best kind. Sure. <laughs> uh, the show I host uh, is called One in Sixty Eight, which is the current uh, statistic in the United States of the number of children diagnosed on the autism spectrum. Really? Yes. So actually, when I started the show a few years ago, it was called One in Eighty Eight, and uh, over oh. the last several years, that number has changed again, and it's a number that's tracked by the CDC. So every several years, they come out with new statistics. Um, so that's the name of the show, and it's all about topics related to autism spectrum and what, disorder. What exactly? I know it's complicated, but give us the Reader's Digest version definition of autism and what you mean when you say spectrum. Sure. Uh, autism is a developmental disability that uh, basically developmental disabilities mean that it is something that individuals are born with. It, it, it is okay. part of their uh, physiology, physiology okay. development. Um, and in order to have a diagnosis of autism, typically you have to be diagnosed before the age of 21, which is the way sort of medically, I guess, and, and physiologically. And who does the diagnosing? Stops. Anderson Center for Autism, oh, where okay. I work, okay. we All have right. a diagnostic uh, program. We have evaluations that we can conduct. Pediatricians are usually the first, well, actually parents really are the first people who, who usually notice that something might be amiss. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then they discuss it with the pediatrician. pediatrician. Over the years, pediatricians have become much, much more knowledgeable and aware mm -hmm. and, and get more training now in, in medical schools uh, in terms of what to look for uh, in terms of signs and symptoms. And so usually okay. that's where you'll see things start. Now, um, is it I just because I told you earlier and I've talked with you earlier yep. my daughter was on and she has Tourette syndrome is mm -hmm. it any is autism due to any kind of neurological Autis deficit well the word I there use. are different there you asked before let me go back to okay. you, uh, Sarah's <laughs> yeah. question because it'll help answer this question perfect Good. Okay. you asked why there's a spectrum Autism is called autism spectrum disorder because there is a wide right. range of the way autism might manifest itself in any individual person. There's something that most of you have probably heard of called Asperger's syndrome. Yes. Asperger's syndrome is something that is, is a disability that is on the, what you might call the higher functioning end of the spectrum, okay? So people with Asperger's syndrome typically have some areas of deficit, but they also have some significant areas of strength. There's usually not a cognitive uh, deficiency with Asperger's syndrome. Meaning that syndrome. they may have high IQs. They may have very high IQs. Mm -hmm. uh, they may have certain areas. You've heard of uh, savants. Right. Yes. Um, you, you may see that. You don't always see that. That's a wonderful movie called Rain Man from a right. long time yes. ago, yes. but it didn't exactly explain it fully. Um, so very, very few people with autism actually are, are savants in that way. But Asperger's, yes, is more on the higher functioning end of the spectrum, and it has less of a cognitive component. The spectrum 
spectrum ranges all the way, though, uh, okay. to the other end of the spectrum. Right. And those are the folks that typically Anderson Center for Autism serves, where I work. And let's let's just, before we get mm-hmm. too deep into sure. it, so Anderson Center is located where? Statsburg, New York, is our main campus in between Hyde Park and Rhinebeck on Route 9. And you see signs for it. So uh, oh, there are there, signs. You're well, you are well represented yeah, I on think a it's, drive I think it's around. it's a beautiful campus. That's Thank part you. of yeah. the county. We have about 100 acres, and mm-hmm. it is beautiful. And we have a group tour that you can sign up through uh, for through our website. We love having people come and to our And what's the website? Let's tour. just get uh, get it out there. AndersonCenterForAutism.org is our website. Okay. And so, so you're on the staff there. I am. I've been at Anderson for about 11 years, and uh, I run the foundation now, but I've done many things there over the years. And mm-hmm. it's a wonderful place. We employ over 800 people. We serve children and adults. Um, and again, we serve people who are typically very challenged by autism who have both autism and cognitive uh, weaknesses and deficiencies that have them fall into more of the uh, mental retardation range, um, which is an IQ of 70 or below. So again, that is not all autism. Right. But that is part of the spectrum. The but other certainly Anderson is a place as a resource if people yes. need information and that type of stuff. So Absolutely. just throw that website out there one and more time. It's AndersonCenterForAutism.org. And we have a clinic. We have a consultation department. We have a, a children's residential and educational program. We have an adult educational and reduca- uh, residential program throughout all of our uh, surrounding communities. Our consultation department re- uh, reaches out into local school districts oh, uh, wow. works with families wow. directly exactly so we're so doing you're a trying to amount. yeah trying to catch it wherever you can exactly so eliza how how uh, complicated is it to reach a diagnosis how involved is it how does it take a long time there are you... assessments now that i think have okay. been out in the medical field for quite a while i think it's a matter of it probably uh, you're a little bit out of my sort of area of expertise okay. but generally speaking i think most pediatrics pediatricians at this point, and certainly uh, pediatric psychologists and psychiatrists are going to be well informed about how to assess an individual child for autism. There are signs and symptoms. I said before, usually it's parents who who are the first people to notice, my child's not making eye contact with me. My child's sort of lining up his toys or her toys and not really playing the way other kids might play. Or if you have another child who's neurotypical, you're going to start noticing some things just seem different. Some parents report that they start seeing things that are different, even about a year, a a year old, maybe 12 to 18 months old. um, And assessments can be done as early as that. One thing that is very well known throughout the uh, industry right now is that early intervention can have an enormously positive impact. And that, uh, Kathy, is probably also typical in Tourette's and, right. and other neurological um, and, 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 um, and developmental disabilities. And like you said, parents, I mean, I You're actually, the expert. I'm a nurse. Mm-hmm. Not that that necessarily has mm-hmm. anything to do with it, but when I saw things going on with my daughter that I questioned, and went to her pediatrician, I was actually told it's not like she has Tourette's or anything. And wow. I was just like, and then I had, yeah, and then I had to go out well, and I find think, a neurologist. I think we've come a long way. We, we have. Come have. A long way. Yes. But it, it yeah. back then, now she's 34 years old. Yep. It took a year, they said, of, of diagnosis of motor tics and vocal tics before they would actually give, give her a diagnosis. diagnosis. And well, it's a double-edged sword. I mean, I think with young kids, if you, if you, if you slap on a diagnosis right away, 
it can be scary for a family. It can be overwhelming. There is a diagnosis out there called PDD-NOS, which is pervasive developmental disability, not otherwise specified. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's a fun one. But I think one of the reasons why it exists is because at very young ages, physicians as well as families might be a little hesitant to decide that this well, is exactly put, what it is. You don't want to put label, a label on, exactly, right, on, exactly. Some, on a child um, necessarily. Yeah, and early intervention, if caught early enough, early intervention has been known to make significant positive impacts for children struggling with any developmental disability, including autism. Um, I think the more that we know about autism, the more often you're seeing people sort of move towards that diagnosis. So a when you earlier. say the more we know about yeah. autism, d- dispel some of the myths to our listeners that are out there. <laughs> Liza oh. from the Anderson Center, also star <laughs> of her own radio show. Okay, so Liza, Eliza, please dispel some of the rumors of autism that people may have. Or the, the mystique of them, dispel them. Okay. Common ones. Well, I guess one of the one of the ones that's gotten the most press coverage over the years is probably the connection between autism and immunizations. Oh, right. Um, and you know, here I'm gonna be very clear that I'm speaking for myself. The best thing that I can say is that I encourage people to recognize that if you look for something on the internet, you will find something on the internet, no matter what you're looking to find. If you want it to read one way, you'll find it. If you want it to read another way, you'll find it. It's like a little bit of knowledge is dangerous kind of syndrome. It can be. (laughs) What I can say definitively is that when it comes to the, there was one study that was published many, many years ago uh, that basically started this whole movement and rumor about immunizations. And since that time, what a lot of people seem to not know is that that the physician who, who published that study no longer has a license to practice medicine he himself came out and retracted the study saying that it was false and that it was not correctly done and many 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 physicians and scientists and researchers have come out saying very clearly that there is not a connection now there's still people who, who believe it personally i do not uh, but I and I and I basically recognize that it's it's much more of a, of a problem news. for the society yeah. to have people children now who are not getting immunized yeah. Um, yeah. than than the other. So All that's right. one. I don't you know in terms of other myths, I think maybe the, it's not really a myth, but one good thing to know is that if you if you notice something uh, as a parent as early as possible. Try to go get some help and get some assessment because early intervention intervention. really can make an enormous difference. And we are going to find out more about early intervention as we continue to speak with with Eliza Bozinski from the... Anderson Foundation. She is the director of development now. Is that I'm your the director big? of the foundation. Of the foundation. And uh, okay. the foundation is is a part of Anderson Center for Autism. Gotcha. Okay. And in part two, we'll be right back. Um, so stay with us, our faithful listeners. Just a reminder that Radio Rotary is sponsored by the featured Rotary Clubs of Brewster, East Fishkill, Fishkill, Goshen, Highland, Hyde Park, Kinderhook, Tri-Village, Millbrook, Nanuet, Newburgh, Kingston, Sunrise, and also by Salisbury Bank and Trust and Absolute Auction and Realty. We'll be right back. The 1,200,000 women and men of Rotary have accomplished extraordinary things. They've taught millions of people to read, worked toward world peace, and have nearly eradicated a crippling childhood disease from the face of the planet. 
But each of those 1,200,000 women and men know they could accomplish so much more if only they were 1,200,000 and one. Find out what an impact one person can make. Learn about Rotary at rotary.org. For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. Hi, this is Sue Doyle of Absolute Auction and Realty. Back in 1946, we began serving the auction and appraisal needs of the Hudson Valley. Today, our clientele spans the globe, but we still consider each person we meet to be an important member of our AAR family. From specialty collections to real estate, antique and estate to vehicles, we auction it all for people just like you. Whether you're a seasoned auction enthusiast or a novice, our website, aarauctions.com, is packed with tips and examples designed to make your buying and selling experiences the best they can be. So enjoy your visit to AAR Auctions. Tell your friends about us, and please come back often. That's aarauctions.com. Salisbury Bank and Trust offers personal and business banking, residential mortgages, commercial lending, and investment services. With 13 locations throughout the tri-state region, in Dutchess and Orange Counties, the northwest corner of Connecticut, and southern Berkshire County, Massachusetts, including Riverside Bank with division offices in Poughkeepsie, Red Oaks Mill, Fishkill, and Newburgh. Salisbury Bank is your personal bank in your community, making local decisions and delivering the highest quality of customer service. Salisbury Bank is your local bank for all of your personal and business needs. Check them out at salisburybank.com. That's salisburybank.com. Salisbury Bank and Trust, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Salisbury Bank, enriching. Hi, this is Kathy Krueger, producer of Radio Rotary. If you are listening now, so are your customers. You can advertise on Radio Rotary for as little as $25 per week. Call me, Kathy Krueger, at 845-635-3499. That's 845-635-3499 for full details. Or email me at info at radiorotary.org. That's info at radiorotary.org. Looking forward to working with you. Hi, this is Sarah O'Connell, and welcome back to the second half of this edition of Radio Rotary. I'm joined by our producer, Kathy Krueger, who's sitting in the hot seat for Jonah Trebowasser. Yes. It's a big seat to he's, fill um, He's out on holiday, and, and we're cutting and pasting some of our notes here and there. But we have a great team, so thank you again, Kathy, for stepping in. We are talking to Eliza Bozinski, who's the director of the Anderson Foundation for Autism, located right here in the heart of the Hudson Valley on Route 9, and it's in Statsburg. Statsburg. Is that right? That is right. It's a beautiful campus, and we really learned a lot in the last segment, so we will go back and wrap up a little bit or review a little bit, but more specifically, Eliza's here to talk about autism um, supportive environments, and I know Kathy has a million questions. Well, for no, you. I just I'm, I'm so excited about what you do, and you were talking a little bit earlier about children, how they get well, a diagnosed early intervention. Yes. But now with your supportive environments, what are you doing for these children? Well, among all the other services that yeah. Anderson provides, um, Autism Supportive Environments is actually one of my all-time favorites. Um, this developed through our consulting department, and our consulting department is made up of Anderson staff who are specifically trained in the field of autism, uh, many of whom have uh, training and certification in applied behavior analysis, um, but also have developed real skill in, in educating the public and educating 
interested parties in how to turn their business into a more autism supportive or autism friendly environment. Okay. And mm-hmm. um, and it's been picked up on by uh, Marcus Molinaro and the uh, rest of his wonderful team at Dutchess County. And so right now uh, we partner with Dutchess County in the Think Differently campaign. And this service that I'm about to describe is currently available through grants from the county to Dutchess County businesses. So that's very important because we want to make sure people understand that while there is cost associated with this work, because obviously you're gaining expertise and skill from our employees, Mm -hmm. Dutchess County has really stepped up and said, we care about this. We think this is important. And so they're providing grants to some businesses to do that. So that's something that that if you're interested, you should certainly pursue and And get in touch with us. Where is the information center for Uh, this? It's all on our Anderson Center for Autism.org website. Anderson Center for Autism. Autism.org, and you can find information about consulting and autism supportive environment. We call it ASE for short. So let me tell you a little bit about it. Good. Basically, uh, any business can contact us, any size, uh, any any service that you provide, and you will end up speaking usually with uh, my colleague, Lisa, who would uh, listen to you about what your needs are, what type of business you have, how many employees you have, what service you're providing to the, to the public, and then we would customize some sort of training for you uh, to make your business more autism supportive. That could mean any number of things. Uh, the very first businesses, business we, we worked with in Dutchess County many years ago was Coppola's Restaurant in Hyde Park, Hyde Park sure. with yes. uh, John and Luigi, who were absolutely wonderful, and they're always longtime wonderful friends to Anderson. And uh, they asked us to come in and to work with their wait staff and, and to work with them around their menus, their okay. environment, meaning their dining room, their timing. Um, and we did. We came in. We trained their, their wait staff who were wonderful and very receptive to learning new things. We, uh, we worked with them to create visual menus. Um, we worked with them around adaptive utensils and things because sometimes people with autism also struggle with PT and OT things, mm-hmm. so fine motor and gross motor skills uh, in addition to communication. And so they're not going to be able to come in and say, oh, hi, I'd like some spaghetti with meatballs on the side, please. But they will respond if they see that in a visual way on a menu that they can point to. And then they're independent, right? They're still ordering what they want. They're not relying on somebody else to try to figure out what they might want to eat and the wait staff can respond to them and can give them exactly what they want so um, so what we've heard from John and Luigi over the years is that many families now some from Anderson but many from the broader community whose children do not need the level of service that that Anderson provides come to their uh, to their restaurant and enjoy family meals it's a safe environment. It's a yeah. safe environment. They know nobody's going to get upset with them. They're or, or yeah. Right. If their mm-hmm. child starts, you know, making noises or needing to get up and pace around the room, there's spaces that they've created for that. And what we do for every um, for every business that completes the, the training with us is that we give them a decal that they can put in the window, front window of their business, that just denotes that they are an autism-supportive environment. So we try to keep it very subtle but clear so that nobody even has to pick up the phone and call and say, well, I have a child with autism. Can I come? We Even that is something that many of us do not have to think about when we're trying to go out to dinner one night. And so we've gotten feedback over the years from families who say, uh, there's one in particular who, who there was a, a, a sibling of a child with autism who what she really wanted for her birthday was to go out for a family meal because they had never gone out uh, to a family as, 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 a, as a, whole a family, family, as a whole family. 
family to a restaurant. My goodness. And uh. through our work with this particular restaurant, her dream was able to come true, and they had this wonderful meal. And then they go back. They brought grandparents because there's this level of stress and anxiety that you're going to have to leave halfway through. So a so lot of these supportive things, you're not just helping the person who has the affliction. The um, it's It affects the, the whole, whole family. family. Absolutely. Yeah. And the entire community. And really. the community Yeah, think about large. what year it is. What time Absolutely. of year it is. It's, gra- it's graduation time, right? Yeah. How many people are going out to, to graduation dinners and meals and 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 if you have a sibling on the autism spectrum, sometimes those families are not going out together to celebrate. Yeah. Um, yep, so yep. so not only can we do it in restaurants, we've done it with uh, M&T Bank. Uh, actually, had all of their branches um, come through the training. People wouldn't necessarily think about a bank, but you, Kathy, thinking about, for example, your your uh, experiences with your own daughter. Right. You you still have to go to the bank. You still have to get your business yeah. taken care of. Well, you still might want to go to a gym. You might want to. Uh, go anywhere. You have to get your stuff done. Well, the funny thing is right now it is my granddaughter, actually, when people ask about her mom, my daughter, they'll ask why Why does she make noises or why does she do like you know funny things with her shoulders? And Kinley goes, that's just what my mommy does. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And then, it's right. just, and then it's, then they kind of, kids are so accepting. It's yes. just, it's amazing to ah, kids much near, more kids than near, adults. need to rule the world. Yes, they do. Um, <laughs> so, I, I mean, I think that that's really the, the impact is for this program and we're just thrilled that Dutchess County um, and the county executive has has really taken such a strong interest. It's helped a lot of businesses in our area. And we're talking to Eliza Bozinski, director of the Anderson Foundation for Autism in Statsburg, New York, right here in the Hudson Valley. And we've been chatting this segment um, about supportive environments for people with autism and their families. And um, we had a great example of of a restaurant that did training, signed up for training. You also, so that was Coppola's. Yes. And and what I love is, um, and also M&T, M&T Bank. Bank. Mm-hmm. So um, we did Bounce recently, Poughkeepsie. Oh, oh, the, that's uh, wonderful. Poughkeepsie so Children's public Museum. assembly yeah. places, any yes. place where there's public assembly. So these are business friendly places for for people with autism. Absolutely. Yeah. And 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 really and there's a lot there's a, some other really great initiatives that are going on right now. We're seeing more businesses realize the importance of employing people on the autism spectrum. Let's talk let's talk about that a little bit. Sure. Um so just just dive in. Where do you want to start with that? Well, I think that what's it's interesting that the uh, the founder of Anderson Center for Autism, uh, who Dr. Victor V. Anderson, back in 1924 when he started the school. Uh huh. I know we've been wow. around for 90, 93 years. He had made his mark as a businessman, actually working at Macy's. Um, and the story that I understand is that one of the fr- things that he did is uh, he was in the human resources department of Macy's. And one of the things that he realized way back in the 20s mm-hmm. was that if you if you wrote up a job description and then you compared the job description to the resume that would come in, you'd get a certain group of people and everything looked good on paper. But it didn't always play out to that person really understanding what the job was and being happy and fulfilled in doing that job. When he, he, he sort of turned things around by looking at what are the actual skills that are needed for this job 
even if it's a job that most people might say, this is really boring, this is really dull, this is really repetitive, and you actually go out and try to find the person who wants to, and thrives in a, in a situation like that. In that type of structure. Exactly. Over and over, yeah, where and somebody else would just like ha- do 10 minutes of it and be pulling or, their hair right, their out. Their resume look, might look amazing, but right. they're going to they're gonna right. leave after six months because they're not fulfilled. So this and, is a very insightful man. Yes. So through his work, so he had no personal uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know uh, enough about Ty. I don't he, know that. Okay, so we we think that he's he's a brilliant HR guy, he and he's is. able and to he match a, up people a, to tasks. Yes, and then he was a psychiatrist and a mm-hmm. psychologist. Oh, okay. His grandson actually still sits on our board. Oh, that's wonderful. Um, so we have the connection to the family. And but the anyway, board we're talking about is the Anderson. Um, it's the Anderson School or Anderson. It was Anderson School. Well, it's Anderson Center for Autism now. There you go. And basically, so that's carried over, and what we're starting to see throughout all these communities is that's really taking shape all right business owners are realizing that if they have a very sequential sort of repetitive but important and meaningful job Job, to be done there are many many people on the autism spectrum who would absolutely love to be your employee and and they are excellent employees and a shout out yes exactly excellent employees with wonderful worth ethics because they're just so happy to have this job exactly it means so much to them just so if if an employer want to have meaning in our work Mm -hmm. absolutely would would an employer who thinks that they this is a perfect fit for them could they contact somebody at the Anderson they absolutely can they can again go to our website which is Anderson Center for the magical website it's like the unicorn website Anderson Center for (laughs) autism.org they can always contact Contact me. I'll give my direct line right now, which is 845-889-9594. And me is Eliza Bozinski, yes. director of the Anderson Foundation for Autism. Exactly. And we'd love for you to get in touch with us. Uh, we have a, we, we enjoy a, a wonderful relationship with our community partners, many of whom open their doors to our students and adults for volunteer and some paid opportunities. Uh, just this week, I was actually visiting um, the Culinary Institute of America and mm. at the Egg, this really cool restaurant that's open to the yep. public down by the river uh-huh. five days a week we have groups of students who come out and they clean those tables and they were having an absolute blast and I met the general manager of the uh, of the restaurant her name is Molly and she said we don't know where we'd be without these guys so we're out there we are out there and we'd like to be out there more and we Once want again, businesses to this realize is what they can do that they do have a resource through the Anderson um, Center for Autism right here in the Hudson Valley We've been chatting with Eliza Bozinski, um, who is the director of the Anderson Foundation. And I think you all have some events coming up. Yes, what, what's yeah, going on do, there? We do. I just want to shout out that we have on June 15th, we're going to have our Anderson Golf Classic. And this year it's at Woo-hoo. a new location at the Lynx at Unionvale. Oh, so we're very yes. excited about well, that. I love that, that place. That's a beautiful place. They have it great food. Yes. are amazing. Really, really um, a nice place. And then uh, on October 7th, we have our annual gala. And that's going to be at the Grand view and the theme this year is Havana Nights. It's going to be okay. quite a party. So and now you can get cigars. Right? <laughs> yes, now we can get cigars. There's a whole new level of fun there. All right. Well, thank you so much again yes, for 
stopping by Radio Rotary. Eliza Bozinski, director of the Anderson Foundation for Autism right here in the Hudson Valley. And we need to thank our sponsors and our Rotary Clubs who keep us on the air here, um, Radio Rotary. Rotary Clubs in New City, New Paltz, Patterson, Philmont, Pleasant Valley, Poughkeepsie, Arlington, Red Hook, Rhinebeck, Southern Ulster, Wallkill East, Wappingers, and Warwick Valley, New York. And special thanks to Absolute Auction and Realty, AARauctions.com, and to Salisbury Bank, your bank for all of your personal business and wealth management needs. You can visit them at salisburybank.com. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Hudson Valley Rotarians invite you to support Shelterbox USA as they provide disaster relief aid for victims around the world. Shelterbox disaster response teams are on site assessing people's needs and ensuring that your invaluable support goes directly to those who need it most. For more information and to donate, go to shelterboxusa.org. That's shelterboxusa.org.